is the Yonkazine Brief with Peter Hoffland. In this episode of the Yonkazine Brief, I'm talking with Dr. Matthias Basirius. Dr. Basirius is Vice President and General Manager at Millipore Sigma. He is responsible for the contract development and manufacturing organization or CDMO business of the company, leading a fully integrated global team with manufacturing operations, commercial marketing and strategy, and technology and innovation organizations. The company is helping its clients in developing and manufacturing a variety of pharmaceutical drug products, including antibody drug conjugates. Antibody drug conjugates, or ADCs, are targeted therapies that have opened new ways in targeting diseases like cancer and hematological malignancies. What is so unique about ADCs is that they leverage the specific targetability benefits offered by antibodies and combine that with the high potency of small molecule drugs. This combination makes these agents really unique. And unlike traditional chemotherapy, ADCs target tumors by delivering the attached cytotoxic payload directly to cancer cells to destroy them, while sparing healthy or normal cells, thereby potentially reducing negative side effects for patients. I'm Peter Hofland, and this is the Oncosine Brief. The Oncosine Brief is developed in collaboration with our online journal Oncosine, where you can find additional information and the latest news about cancer diagnosis, cancer treatment, and cancer prevention. This episode is also developed in collaboration with ADC Review, Journal of Antibody Drug Conjugates. For more information on how to support this program, visit our website Oncozine. And if you're living in the United States and want to receive our newsletter, text the word CANCER to 66866. And we will make sure that you'll receive our newsletter, which includes an overview of the latest news in oncology and hematology. This is the Oncozine Brief. For the latest news about cancer and cancer treatment, visit our online journal, Oncozine, at www.oncozine.com. In the studio with me is Dr. Matthias Basirius. In this episode of the Oncozine Brief, we talk about antibody drug conjugates, the science and technology behind ADCs, and the role CDMOs, or contract development and manufacturing organizations, play in the development and manufacturing of these unique agents. Dr. Basirius, Welcome to the Yonkazine Brief. Now, I understand that you're responsible for the contract development and manufacturing business services of the company. And as mentioned earlier, antibody drug conjugates, or ADCs, are among the pharmaceutical drug products that are manufactured by your company. But before we're going to talk about antibody drug conjugates and the company, tell me a little bit more about yourself and how you got here. Absolutely. With pleasure, Peter. So, talking about ADCs uh, first... This reminds me of a, actually of a movie. So there's a 1966 uh, US sci-fi movie called Fantastic Voyage. And this movie is really about a submarine crew um, who are shrunk to a microscopic size and then venture into the body um, of a sick scientist. And they have to navigate through his body into his brain um, to repair a damage. And then they get out of the body again. Nobody gets hurt. The scientist um, gets healed. And that was 1966. At that time, it was true sci-fi. Today, this is actually what we can do with ADC's antibody drug conjugates. So my name is Matthias Butzerius. 
and within the life science services business of our company, um, I'm responsible to provide services together with our clients um, in areas like ADCs, like mRNA and high potency APIs. So we work very closely together with biotech companies, with big pharma companies, and collaborate with them to bring their molecules to the market. So with reference to this adventure movie, Fantastic Voyage, if you compare what was possible in drug development in science and medicine when this movie was released in the mid-1960s and compare that to what is possible today, it seems to me that what is possible today would be considered pure fiction, something that was beyond possibilities, right? Absolutely. And the field has evolved quite quickly and quite significantly. So what was sci-fi some decades ago is actually reality today to the benefit of patients uh, across the globe. Now, let's talk a little bit more about antibody drug conjugates or ADCs. Antibody drug conjugates or ADCs are a class of highly potent pharmaceutical drugs. But what I think is so interesting is that the theoretical concept of ADCs is not really new. It was first presented by the German physician and scientist Paul Ehrlich more than 100 years ago. And Ehrlich, who was awarded the 1908 Nobel Prize in Medicine, described a targeted drug, which he called a magic bullet, that would be able to identify a target and selectively deliver a toxic substance to disease tissue, all without damaging the normal or healthy tissue or the organism. Now, what I think is remarkable is that this theoretical concept could not be realized with the technology that was available at the time, and that the technology to do that would not be available for almost a century. But today, there are 12 FDA-approved ADCs. There's an ADC approved in China, and there is a generic version of an ADC approved in India. In addition, if you do a quick scan of PubMed and clinicaltrial.gov, I think there are more than 200 clinical trials underway, all including ADCs. So, apart from being an interesting research concept with a number of approved ADCs, why are ADCs so interesting today? And what makes them relevant? So, ADCs are highly, highly relevant um, for the medical community because they have demonstrated they can provide true benefit to patients and have uh, superior properties compared to um, standard therapies um, on the monoclonal antibody side and also on the small molecule high potency side. So the combination um, has been demonstrated as providing clear medical advantages to, to patients. As a powerful targeted drug, this makes antibody drug conjugates very interesting. But in terms of the development and manufacturing, ADCs are also interesting, right? So when you look at what you're doing every day, what makes ADCs so special? So there, there are a couple of unique, unique things for ADCs also that brings us as service providers into the picture. ADCs are by nature very complex molecules. You, you, need, you need a monoclonal antibody, you need a linker, you need a payload construct, then you need to conjugate um, the two together and you need very extensive testing service um, along the way. And that leads actually to the fact that many pharma companies, biotech companies choose not to manufacture those ADCs by themselves, 
but to work with partners, with outsourcing partners like ours. So that is the complexity, right? Now, if you look at the impact of ADCs, all approved and commercially available ADCs are used for the treatment of cancer and hematological malignancies. Do you foresee a time when new ADCs are especially designed for diseases other than cancer and hematological malignancies? Are you expecting that companies are looking to develop ADCs outside oncology as well? So we actually see that happening already. I did a scan of our projects and actually over 30% of the um, molecules we work on with partners, they expand beyond oncology and specifically with the novel payload conjugates, um, this trend continues to, to go up. So some examples of um, novel conjugates are, so you have antibiotic uh, conjugates, you have uh, oligonucleotide conjugates for uh, genetic disorders, you have siRNA conjugates for cardiovascular diseases, we have biopolymer conjugates for ocular disease, and we have seen dye conjugates for diagnostics. So those are just a few examples to, to show that the field is really broadening and specifically the conjugation technology is used for um, other diseases more and more frequently. Let's take a break. This is The Youngest in Brave. If you're just joining us, in today's episode of The Youngest in Brave, I'm talking with Dr. Matthias Biserius. Dr. Biserius is Vice President and General Manager at Millipore Sigma. He is responsible for the contract development and manufacturing organization or CDMO business of the company, leading a fully integrated global team with manufacturing operations, commercial marketing and strategy, and technology and innovation organizations. I'm Peter Hofland, and this is The Youngest in Brief. Each day, researchers make new discoveries that bring us closer to the moment when all cancer patients can become survivors. Some days they take small steps. Others, huge discoveries lead to giant leaps forward. This progress, both small steps and giant leaps, happens with the help of clinical trials. Clinical trials are a fundamental path to progress and the brightest torch researchers have to light their way towards better treatments. And if you've been diagnosed with cancer, they may be your brightest ray of hope. Clinical trials introduce new hope in addition to the current standard of care by allowing researchers to provide participants access to cutting edge and potentially life-saving treatments. So if you're interested in exploring new treatment options while helping to light the path for other patients, clinical trials may be the best choice for you. Speak with your doctor and visit standuptocancer.org slash clinical trials to learn more about clinical trials. Together, we can stand up for all of us. This is the Yonkazine Brief with Peter Hoffland. And welcome back. This is The Youngest in Brief. If you're just joining us, in today's episode of The Youngest in Brief, I'm talking with Dr. Matthias Biserius. Dr. Biserius is Vice President and General Manager at Millipore Sigma. He is responsible for the contract development and manufacturing organization, or CDMO business, of the company, leading a fully integrated global team with manufacturing operations, commercial marketing and strategy, as well as technology and innovation organizations. I'm Peter Hofland, and this is The Youngest in Brief. 
That's definitely very interesting and encouraging. Now, initially, early ADCs, and I'm talking about the ones that didn't make it as a drug, had major flaws, including poor tumor internalization, low payload potency, unusual off-target toxicity, drug resistance, and unstable linker chemistry, just to name a few issues. Since then, a lot of meaningful consideration has been given to all the functional parts of the ADC. The antibody, linker chemistry, the payload, where to attach the linker payload to the antibody, etc. Now, when you look a little bit more about the complexities of ADCs, tell me a little bit more about the actual manufacturing of these drugs. So, absolutely. I'm, I would like to expand on, on maybe three areas. ADC supply chain then the um, analytical testing, and maybe also regulatory considerations that, that come into, into mind here. For starting with the supply chain, I mean, ADCs are incredibly complex um, molecules just due to the combination of small and large um, molecules together. And they, they require expertise in, in both camps. And specifically on the small molecule side, um, they require expertise in high-potency uh, APIs. And, and specifically in that field, we have seen um, a lot of progress being made also in the ability to handle and manufacture really high-potent um, compounds. And certainly when we talk about how we engage with, with our clients, um, I, can, I can expand on that field as well. Then if we talk about analytical and testing, I mean, ADCs require really a mixture of analytical expertise, again, both for small and large molecules. And it is critical for the, for the scientists really to, to find um, talent with the ability to integrate those toolkits from two disciplines, right, to fully characterize and classify those com compounds. And Quite nice advancement have been made for, for tools, specifically for product um, characterization, really to get an in-depth understanding of um, construct heterogeneity and really to get a full picture of discrete control for those for those complex. So, but the I'd say technology-wise, the most exciting progress has been made uh, for process analytical tools, PAT tools, to provide real-time data and an analytics for, for process understanding. So third is, um, I'd say, regulatory trends. Really, as the science has advanced, so has also the understanding of the regulatory re requirements for bioconjugates for both product characterization, but also for process control. And advances in the ability to manufacture bioconjugates has provided much more robust um, CMC platforms where prior knowledge can be utilized to really, really then also expand them and make them scalable. You mentioned that the technology in developing and manufacturing ADCs has changed. And you also mentioned the critical role of the analytical process. Now, Pretend that I'm a scientist who, together with my team, has developed a novel ADC concept, which you all feel is something spectacularly beautiful. In the next phase of the development of this ADC, I come to you and ask if you can help with further development and manufacturing. But after you complete your review, you have a disappointing message for me. Your analysis shows that this novel ADC concept is not manufacturable. I understand that such an initial review is an important part of your analytical process, right? But I also understand that one of the services you provide is to make sure that I don't have such a dramatic failure. 
that I can be successful in developing a new ADC, correct? Tell me a little bit more about this process, because this is so important in the process of developing an ADC, right? So I would fully concur to what you said, but I would give it a little bit of a different spin. I mean, this dialogue that we basically just had with the scientist or with the company that has this compound and now would like to have it fully developed, want to have it fully manufactured, this is something that we entertain um, almost on a daily basis. And why it is so unique uh, for ADCs, because if you are the scientist for an ADC, normally you would need to go to six different vendors. You need to go, to go to somebody who can help you develop and optimize your monoclonal antibody. You have to do the same for your linker. Um, you have to do the same for your linker, for your payload. Then you need to find somebody who can conjugate it, somebody who can fill it down, and then somebody who can do the testing. So there's um, a very significant complexity uh, on your side if you are selecting partners for each uh, for each different step. And specifically for the small molecules, you do not only need to find somebody who can make you the small molecule, but somebody who is very astute in manufacturing these highly potent um, compounds. And this is then where we try to come in and help our clients to manage the, uh, the complexity and um, support them not only in one of those different areas, but across um, the value chain. So I'll give you an example on the um, high potency space I shared earlier that meanwhile we can actually manufacture very potent compounds, single digit nanogram potency. We've just over the summer, the summer last year, inaugurated a new manufacturing site where we can manufacture those highly potent compounds at large scale to be actually that partner who can help the pharma companies advancing the ADCs relatively, relatively quickly. So that is one element of the analytical process. Tell me a little bit more about this process. How complex is this? So when you look at an ADC, you have the um, analytical process in all the different steps, but then where it comes together is the, the conjugation. Specifically for the conjugation, where you bring them up and the um, small molecule together, this requires a very comprehensive analytical development program from very early on. Here also, we have um, worked with a lot of different constructs in the past, so we can I'll say, really be that partner and that consultant to our clients and provide them the best possible package to ultimately enable them get their molecule into the clinic very, very quickly. As I've mentioned earlier, ADCs include three different functional elements, the antibody, linker, and payload. Does that mean that in the analytical process, three different approaches are needed for the antibody, the linker chemistry, and the cytotoxic payload? Absolutely. You need a very uh, comprehensive analytical package in all three steps, specifically then for the conjugation step, when you have the conjugated payloads, this can be very challenging. So therefore, the amount of analytical works and, and analytical tests that we are also investing in and work together with our, with our clients is much more significant than for small molecules or MAPS uh, standalone. Let's take a short break and then we're back with Dr. Matthias Basirius. 
The world needs more heroes, more action-oriented do-gooders, more here's how I can help right-hand men and women. The world of sarcoma is no different. And if you're thinking, what is sarcoma? We're glad you're listening. Sarcoma is a rare cancer of the body's soft tissue and bone, a cancer affecting tens of thousands of Americans every year. A cancer that has more than 70 subtypes, many of which require unique treatment options at various stages of discovery. And we lose thousands of lives to sarcoma in the U.S. on a yearly basis. The Sarcoma Foundation of America partners with heroes, do-gooders, and helpers from all walks of life to advocate for sarcoma patients through funded research and widespread awareness efforts. New and more effective sarcoma therapies are out there. We just need to work together to discover them and find a cure for this cancer once and for all. Now is the time to step up and fight the good fight against sarcoma. Join forces by visiting curesarcoma.org to learn more. This is the Yonkazine Brief with Peter Hoffland. And welcome back. In today's episode of the Yonkazine Brief, I'm talking with Dr. Matthias Biserius. Dr. Biserius is Vice President and General Manager at Millipur Sigma. I'm Peter Hoffland, and this is the Yonkazine Brief. So, uh, this is not a really simple thing. Now, looking at the process, another aspect of manufacturing ADCs comes to mind. And that is the aspect of the supply chain, which, if I understand this correctly, is also very complex. Now, I understand that to mitigate the challenges associated with ADC manufacturing, about 70 to 80% of drug developers outsource their operations to contract development and manufacturing organizations like yours, because you have the required expertise and experience, right? So tell me a little bit more about the complexity of the supply chain and the solutions that you can offer. Let me start a little bit broader. So you referenced correctly, the um, supply chains for ADC um, are highly complex. And therefore, a lot of companies engaged in that field actually choose not to do the manufacturing in-house, but to um, outsource it or to work with partners like ours for the manufacturing. And then you can ask the question, why do they do the outsourcing? And specifically, how do uh, companies uh, select a partner, a partner for that? Here, I would give you a couple of, couple of reasonings that we see why companies outsource and how companies select a partner um, like, like us or um, some of the other players. I mean, the first is um, given the complexity and given the, the fast pace that ADCs are going through, pharma and biotech companies look for partners really with experience and, and expertise. So they look to choose a CDMO with really the most expertise um, in-house and so that they avoid to use, uh, to work with, with multiple vendors. And then when they evaluate the potential partner, the pharma companies and emerging biotechs, they should really um, ask themselves, how many molecules has this CDMO already carried successfully through the product development to the manufacturing and to the filing? That gives them an idea um, about the expertise of the partners. So because the CDMOs that have worked with multiple programs, they bring a wealth of expertise that are required for for all stages of, of the manufacturing and development. So expertise and experience is definitely a key element. Then what also comes into play is 
the end-to-end um, aspect. So the integrated supply chain is very important where partners can start with cell line development with a map production and then offering all the linker payload manufacturing through to the conjugation. So this one-stop shop, that is also something where clients look for that helps them to reduce the complexity and then to increase the speed of the development. And then as a third element, I would highlight Pharma companies in biotech look for really excellent communicators in that complex process. So um, an excellent partner should be also then the excellent uh, communicator. This really includes enabling access to the scientists and to the all the subject matter experts in the company because there, there are always problems that need to be solved um, collaboratively and, and jointly. And <clears throat> when you look, um, if a company needs to work with five different vendors on one program, this can be um, extremely, extremely complex to have that all together in one uh, company orchestrated by one program manager. This can um, reduce the timelines and complexity very significantly. If I understand this correctly, you are offering a lifetime service in which you can help your client in all critical aspects of the supply chain. But the miracle sauce, the most important ingredient in all of this, is the way in which you integrate all critical aspects of the development and manufacturing of ADCs, and how you communicate every step of the way, every step of the process with your client. From what I've seen, it is really an integrated process in which accurate communication is crucial. It is the key element of success of the entire project, right? Absolutely. It's very well described. It's the um, glue between the different steps that we provide in addition to doing and executing the different steps. And ultimately, that increases the speed at which our clients with us together can go through that process. In addition to the development and manufacturing aspects, including the supply chain, there are also multiple regulatory issues that affect ADCs. If I understand this correctly, because ADCs contain at least three separate functional elements, and we mentioned them earlier, right? The antibody linker, a payload, the Food and Drug Administration regulates ADCs or antibody drug conjugates as biologics and not as conventional chemically synthesized drugs. The consequence of this is that ADCs are approved through a biologics license application or BLA instead of a typical new drug applications or NDA used in small molecule drugs. Now, because ADCs are part biologics and part chemistry, the regulatory process is, just as the development and manufacturing process, also very complex. With that in mind, what are regulators doing to assist drug developers involved in the development of antibody drug conjugates? Are there specific guidelines or recommendations, especially for ADC development programs? Great, great question, Peter. We, we are starting to see some ADC-specific documents now. An example is the draft guidance on clinical pharmacology considerations for ADCs, and that was launched as early as um, 2022. Without a doubt, communication is, and we said it earlier, is the secret sauce the most important ingredient in a development program of an ADC. Now, when potential clients are looking at your abilities, they may look at your history in developing ADCs. But what else are they looking at? What are other critical factors they may consider 
when selecting a company to help them in the development of an ADC? One other element that clients look for or pharma companies look for is to work with uh, partners that also innovate, right? Um, that not only provide the services, but that also continues to push the boundaries of, of science and technology and provide innovation um, along the whole um, ADC um, value chain to drive improvements and to drive um, advancements. Please tell me a little bit more about innovation. Because as mentioned earlier, in the analytical process, you help your clients to really understand what is possible and you offer them a lot of guidance, but there is so much more. So tell me a little bit about this innovation part. Let's maybe go along the life cycle of an, of an ADC. We provide an, an innovation very early on in the process when, when the, the clients are selecting their, their targets. So we have a service that's called ADC Express. That has been has been launched really that, that generates an ADC library for lead candidate selection. So that allows really the, um, the, the pharma company to very quickly um, select uh, a target candidate and um, reduces the, the speed to take it uh, to, the, to the clinic. So that's that's one example. Then if you look at the, the payload field, and I've talked about complexity of high-potency manufacturing um, before, we've recently um, brought to market an innovation that um, is called um, Dole Core. I mean, the payloads that are commonly used for ADCs, they are complex molecules and that take many steps to synthesize. It's based on classical uh, organic uh, synthesis. Based on our calculation, this um, new uh, platform significantly reduces the development and the manufacturing time and the speed to market, increases the speed to market by, by up to a year. So here, through innovation, we are able to provide a, a true time advantage in the, in the payload field. Another example um, is further along in the, in the process. Many ADC um, candidates actually face poor solubility. So we estimate that about 20% of ADCs being terminated because of that, that issue of poor solubility. So we've just recently developed and um, launched a um, compound called KetoSensor. That's a technology platform to enhance the uh, solubility of linker payload and ultimately ADCs. So this, again, provides um, a technological advantage and it also it reduces the risk of an antibody a drug conjugate to fail um, in, the, in the clinic. So th those are a few examples how innovation can actually augment a pure CDMO service and provide even more um, advantages to the uh, developers of the ADCs. Let's take a break. This is the youngest in brave. If you're just joining us, in today's episode of The Youngest in Brief, I'm talking with Dr. Matthias Besirius. Dr. Besirius is Vice President and General Manager at Millipore Sigma. He is responsible for the contract development and manufacturing organization or CDMO business of the company, leading a fully integrated global team with manufacturing operations, commercial marketing and strategy, and technology and innovation organizations. I'm Peter Hofland, and this is The Youngest in Brief. 
sarcoma. Odds are you've never heard that word before. But for the 40 people diagnosed with sarcoma every day, it is a life-changing word. Life-changing and devastating because sarcoma is cancer. Sarcoma is a cancer of bone and soft tissue more prevalent in children than in adults. More than 6,000 people lose their lives to sarcoma each year. Treatment options for sarcoma are limited and new therapies are desperately needed. More research and increased awareness is necessary to find a cure for a cancer that you probably didn't even know existed until now. Through awareness, advocacy, and research, the Sarcoma Foundation of America is determined to help those affected by this forgotten cancer, to bring hope to the children and adults whose lives are forever changed by a word they had never heard before. Please help us in the fight to find the cure for sarcoma. For more information on sarcoma and the work of the Sarcoma Foundation of America, please go to curesarcoma.org. This is the Yonkazine Brief with Peter Hoffland. Let's take a short break and then we're back with Dr. Matthias Basirius. So if I understand this correctly, in the early development of ADCs, you are helping your clients in selecting the right target using your library, right? You'll be able to point them in the right direction. Is that how far and how deep that relationship goes? Absolutely. This helps clients at the beginning of the process. And it also allows us to provide our expertise that we have on the manufacturing side and then on the development side early on and share that with clients and be that consultant from the early beginning because some of the decisions that you make very early in the development that later can help you in the manufacturing process. In 2022, the company opened a new facility in Wisconsin. This facility is developed with ADCs in mind with the necessary stringent containment infrastructure and expertise in a number of different technologies for small and large molecules, as well as analytical capabilities. This facility is an important part of the supply chain. Now, to guarantee the successful manufacturing of ADCs, tell me more about some of the solutions or maybe some of the processes that you are managing to make sure that the manufacturing process is really working well. So I'd like to reference a, a few things here. You are referring to the um, opening of our high-potency expansion of the facility in Madison, um, Wisconsin. We've announced that in back in the summer. And in that facility, we have opened six new manufacturing suites and that are able to handle and produce um, single-digit nanogram chemistry. Those are very potent and highly complex um, molecules. So that manufacturing, and we're actually one of the few companies um, who can make those uh, toxic and potent compounds at a very high, high scale. And for sure, this manufacturing comes with a significant requirements for uh, the whole infrastructure and the whole operation also to protect uh, the the operators. We've worked very closely with a um, design and equipment company to work out that manufacturing process, to work out the manufacturing equipment, really state of the art, 
um, to enable an efficient manufacturing process, but also to protect the um, the colleagues working in those um, in those suites. And if I understand this correctly, this is very important because these payloads are highly toxic, right? So to protect your employees, there are very very stringent regulations to make sure that the products being manufactured cannot escape, right? Yes, we work together with an institution called SafeBridge and um, they consult in the industry and have actually provide a very strong uh, guideline um, for the different potency classes. And with a facility in, in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, we fall under the highest potency category. So we have worked with them very closely to design the facility um, according to the latest um, needs. We're almost at the end of our program today. But before we go, a couple of things really stand out. Early in the program, you mentioned Fantastic Voyage, the 1966 American science fiction adventure film that when it was released was pure science fiction and maybe more fiction than science, right? It was far-fetched and not believable that a submarine crew shrunk to a microscopic size ventured into the body of a sick scientist to repair damage. And while this adventure film remains fiction, Today, we're actually looking inside the body using diagnostic tools that were completely impossible when this movie was released, right? So now, when you look at the development and manufacturing of antibody drug conjugates, and you look back at how far we have come over the last 25 years from drug concept that was not really working well to now 12 approved ADCs worldwide, or more than 12 ADCs approved worldwide, what are your expectations for the next generation of ADCs and the potential for new forms of ADC-like products? What are your expectations? So I would, I, would mention, I would mention a few. First of all, with respect to the market, what I would like to add on, six of those approved ADCs have actually come to the market in the last 18 months. So we see a strong acceleration of molecules getting through the pipeline and being actually market approved. So we would foresee an, an acceleration of the, of the growth. So that is, that is one. The second one that I would foresee is a broadening of the scope. We touched on it earlier in, the, in our discussion um, beyond purely potent conjugates to a much broader variety of conjugates that are being tested and that are ultimately being um, targeted for different, different diseases beyond cancer. Market um, is accelerating, the application um, is being, being broadened. And what I would also foresee is an increasing need and appetite uh, for, for innovation in all steps of the supply chain. Um, and specifically in the high potency area and in the conjugation area, we see a very nice ecosystem forming with, with innovation. And ultimately, we see the appetite from our clients and from the pharma community to bring those ADCs and other conjugates to patients much faster. And that drives uh, even a stronger need for an integrated supply chain and an integrated service to enable that. Those were some of the elements that, that I see as also further trends in the ADC area. Each of these steps, each of them require innovation, 
to go beyond the standard approach, right? It requires stepping up, understanding novel science, collaboration and communication, and making sure that you have the right product, the right target and the right approach. And in this process, you're making sure that every step along the way is the right step for your client, right? Absolutely. And underlying of that is uh, in almost all cases, a shared passion also to bring those medicines uh, to patients faster. And that is really something that unites us with, with our clients, brings the teams to that collaboration, because that is really a common, common goal for us and for our customers as well. When you work with your clients in this way, you make technically working for different organizations, different companies. But this level of integration is so unique that it is really like collaborating directly with your coworkers, right? Is that the right way to sum it up? I think it's a, it's a great way to sum it up. So this, this closeness, this collaboration, that, um, that, that's really the basis for, for success and a true source of uh, motivation also for, for our team. Dr. Matthias Basirius, thank you so much for being here today. I think we've learned a lot about ADCs and what is really important in the development and manufacturing of these highly targeted and very complex pharmaceutical drugs. Thank you so much, Peter. It's been a pleasure. In this episode of The Yonkers in Brief, I spoke with Dr. Matthias Basirius. Dr. Basirius is Vice President and General Manager at Millipore Sigma. He is responsible for the contract development and manufacturing organization or CDMO business of the company, leading a fully integrated global team with manufacturing operations, commercial marketing and strategy, and technology innovation organizations. I'm Peter Hofland, and this is the Ongesim Brief. For us here at the Ongesim Brief, we want to thank you, our listeners, sponsors, and advertisers for your ongoing support. Your support makes it possible that you can hear this program via PRX, Public Radio Exchange, and in the United Kingdom and mainland Europe via UK Health Radio. And you can also download our program via podcast and streaming media, including iTunes, Spotify, Audible, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and nearly anywhere where you can find podcasts. For more information about supporting the Oncuisine Brief, visit our website, Oncuisine, at oncuisine.com, or go to our page at Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Oncuisine Brief. That is patreon.com forward slash the Oncuisine Brief. If you're living in the United States and want to receive our newsletter, text the word cancer to 66866. That is 66866. And we will make sure that you'll receive our newsletter, which includes an overview of the latest news in oncology and hematology. Thank you all. And thank you for listening. And join us again for our next episode. I'm Peter Hofland, and this is The Youngest in Brief. Oncazine Brief is a global medical educational service from the publishers of Oncazine and ADC Review, the journal of antibody drug conjugates. Support for the Oncazine Brief comes from our commercial underwriters and advertisers and the listeners to this station. For more information about advertising, underwriting, and sponsoring options, visit Oncazine at www.oncazine.com forward slash podcasts. The Oncazine Brief contains health and medicine-related information and is provided for educational and entertainment purposes only. The content in this program is not intended as a substitute for professional medical or health advice 
and does not replace your doctor's advice and guidance. Your doctor is the best person to answer questions about your personal health. If you hear something in this program that doesn't agree with what your doctor has told you, ask him or her about it.